Tonight we'll take some time off for testimonies, so we'll get our mics and your testimonies ready. Um, I'd like to thank the Lord for you, you being used this morning to present God's word because it was uh, um, food for my um, soul. And uh, one of the things that you said, I made lots of notes. I was just, just so blessed by the word this morning. I was just overwhelmed by the goodness of God and his love towards us. And you made mm -hmm. that perfectly clear, which mm -hmm. you allowed yeah. yourself to be used. One of the things you said was the promise of God looks to the faithfulness of God, not God's people. I have been, I mean, even I can say personally, up, down, up, down. Sometimes I do good, sometimes I do bad. And that I would think that anything I did or said would have an impact on the goodness of who God is. God is who he is. He has promised us a home in heaven. He has promised us glory. And he does that through him, not me. Mm -hmm. He allows me to be used, and I, I need to be faithful at that. I, I, get, I understand that, but today was different for me. It was more so of what he has done for me. And I just thank the Lord for that. Mm. Amen. Those I wills at the end of that chapter, they, they just, they begin to, uh, begin to blow you away with the purpose and the pursuit of God. There's two other P's I didn't use this morning, but that, <laughs> that would go. The purpose and the pursuit of God. I wills. <coughs> I just want to thank God for just being a sustainer and praise God for Lawrence getting his job that he started last week and I don't know if he'll say anything so I won't steal his thunder but just thank God for just sustaining us since October I mean all we could do after he um, got laid off was pay some bills and then um, and we were pretty good to December and then it was like all right <laughs> what you making and, um, but I thank God for my job don't make a whole whole lot but it's just enough and um, I mean we haven't had any real financial big troubles probably since we've ever been married when we first got married and so and then his mom moving in it was like I was thinking like okay God I got another person here and she's not working and so we're gonna have to make this work but you know God God definitely provides. She brought lots of food, so we definitely weren't going to go hungry. And, you know, the bills were paid up to a good certain, well, the first, the bills were paid. And so we didn't have to worry about anything being turned off and everything. And then right the week before he got a call about the job, I was like, well, I don't know what we're going to do, but we're going to pray and, and hustle up some money because my checks, we're going to be short. And that's when he got the call about the job. But I do thank God for Lawrence. Y'all know he is a hard worker. One week he was like, well, I Ubered and Lyft and did, I don't know how many side jobs he did. And he's like, I got this much. I was like, that's more than what I made. <laughs> and, but it was just, he just always had that kind of spirit. He, that's just something that got placed in him. He, Lawrence ain't going to be broke. <laughs> <laughs> not, not. I mean, he'd be broke, but he's gonna make some money, and I thank God just for that. Cause I, even when we found out he was getting laid off a year ago, I didn't. I, I told myself I'm not gonna be in a worried state of mind and and get all 
crazy about it because God proved before that he was going to take care of us and he's taking care of us now. So I, I do thank God just for being there and being who he is and just, um, just it's, it's so many words I could use, but I just thank God for it all. Amen. That does remind us to look past at this past year. We think of Lawrence, uh, think of Brian, think of Savannah and God providing jobs in, in those instances and and maybe a little pause there, but God comes through right on time, and, and he is faithful to, to care for us. Bonnie has her hand for a mic, and, and go ahead while we're waiting, Andy. Andy will be first. I just wanted to give an update about um, prayer requests from Wednesday about my job. Um, I did have two meet the two meetings last week, and they were actually very positive meetings. Um, one on Thursday was directly with me. Um, and we were able to come to a compromise, so that was really good. And I just praise God for that. That um, they were really, they were really um, acquiescing a lot and kind of listening to what I had to say. And then the Friday meeting, which they were supposed to be on another role, they've kind of reversed course on and really kind of pumped the brakes on doing a bunch of things that were going to affect my hours and all this kind of stuff. And I think they probably react were in reaction mode and overreacting. And when the time they kind of let the dust settle a little bit and think about it, that there was another positive meeting, and they kind of totally reversed directions. And so praise God for that. Praise God for your prayers and that everything is kind of under control right now and less crazy at my job. So, Amen. Praise God. Amen. I was just thinking of what Charmone was saying about Lawrence's job, and Bill's worked so hard all of his life. He's 76 years old now. He celebrated his birthday this weekend. <laughs> Amen. You know, he's Amen. worked very, very hard so many of those years. He really has. And he's worked long hours and worked nights and weekends. And <coughs> it's not been an easy job. But he's always provided for us with God's help. And God's been there in all of it. And there have been some really bad times. And I know some really <laughs> tight times like you went through, Sharon, where you don't know where the next bill is going to pay for that next bill or whatever. It's been really some bad times. But... God has always gotten us through it. He has always taken care of us, and he's always provided for us. He's always been faithful. And, you know, over all the years, and we were just talking right now, we're having to deal with the IRS, and Bill was saying if he didn't have to pay the IRS this year, he could have caught up all the money we're behind at church. That's, they're just taking a tremendous amount of money from his paycheck. But we pray that this will, too, pass <laughs> and that we will get rid of the IRS. And hopefully Sweet Community will still be here and we can <laughs> maybe give it some extra kicks in the, in the treasury at that time. But it's, it's amazing to me when I look back over the years how God has never let us go hungry or be in need or be without what we really needed for our family and has taken care of us extremely well abundantly well. Bill has worked very hard, so he's responsible for a whole lot of that because I haven't worked the majority of the time that we have, well, all the time that we've had children, and that's a blessing. And I look at the situation with couples, and that's, it really, really was a blessing for me to be able to be home with our children and raise them. And um, I thank God for that. And there are times that I worked at the office myself or different things, but I was always there when they got home from school. I was always there to be there to get them where they needed to go. And that is just, I really just keep praying that that could be the situation for all of my 
my children and my, like Chantel, I just wish she could cut back so she's just super part-time because they need her at home and it's just, it's, she and Andy do a good job of balancing everything out, but it's so hard on them. And I know that God's going to get them through this and get the th family through it, but it is a struggle at the time. And so we're making it right now, and it's not as much as we'd like to have because the IRS is taking their chunk, but we are making it. And it's after Bill working all these years, and, and he's at a better place. They're tr nicer to him than they have been lots of places. So that is a blessing, even though it has its downsides. So I just thank God for his faithfulness through mm -hmm. all these years. It's this summer, we will have been married 50 years, and we moved up here right after that. We got married in July, and we moved up here in August. So it will have been 50 years that we've lived here in Milwaukee, and God has provided for us for that whole time. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> no accidents with God, right? <laughs> Praise God. Any other testimonies tonight? All right. We have... Ruby and then uh, Michelle with a mic, wants a mic back there. I just want to thank God also how he's been helping me and working me out uh, through uh, my finances. It seemed like everybody got the finances thing going. That's for <laughs> and I thought about the IRS too when uh, Bunny mentioned it, and they take 100 out of my account every month faithfully. They're going to get their money. <laughs> so, and then I was wanted to testify too about yesterday the snow came, and then I got stuck, and so I posted a, a, a post on Facebook calling out all my children, all my nephew, all my friends, and they was out of town, sick, just had surgery, on a hard monitor, and they couldn't help me. So I was praying about it this morning. I said, I'm going to miss church, and I, uh, I texted uh, Shimon and told her, I can't make Sunday school. You know, I may be late. I'm going to try to make it. And then my son, he can't dig me out because, you know, he got that shot, so he can't do it. And, and my uh, Trish's friend that is living with her, he had a hernia surgery, so he couldn't do it. So, and then my nephew was out of town, and my grandson didn't answer. And my uh, oldest son, the one that got lost his job with the government, he was uh, in Bayview or somewhere stuck. So... <laughs> I said, okay, so I was praying about it, and so I was just laying in the bed saying, well, and then God said, well, get up and go out there and work with what you got. And then I was like, <laughs> oh, no, I don't think I'm going <laughs> to be doing that. I said, then, uh, then it came to me again and said, well, you go out there and work with what tools you have, and then somebody may see you and offer to help you. And so I, I was still like, mm. Then I got up to go to the sink to make me some coffee, and the thought came to my mind again. I'm like, Dad, that, that may be the Holy Spirit. And, and I, <laughs> 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 I better go on out here. So I put my clothes on. I had to walk the dog anyway, so I put my clothes on and went out. And I looked in the car, and all I had was, you know, this long thing that you clean off the car with, with the brace on one end and the stripe on the other one. So I started digging up on the tires, and I got the snow from up on the, t up on the back tires, and I was able to bag up. But in the front, it was just too much snow in the front, because that's where the plow went around and made this big hill. And so I was finna give up and go in the house. 
And I just say, oh, Lord, I tried. And then a, a white man come walking down the sidewalk, the one that don't like me. <laughs> and, and his dog don't like me either. So <laughs> I said, I ain't going to say nothing to him. So I just walking on to the door, and, and it hit me again. What did I tell you? So I just said, oh, do you have a slow shower? <laughs> and he said, no, but the lady, the nurse that stayed next door to you, said she got one and she'll let you use it. <laughs> I went around and I asked her and she was like, uh, I was just finna go, but it's upstairs. I said, well, that's okay, that's okay. I'm still, you know, I don't talk to nobody. So I'm like, that's okay, that's okay. And then she said, no, no, I'll go get it for you. She got out of her car, <laughs> went back upstairs and got the shelf and gave it to me. And I just pushed the snow out the way. I just kept on pushing it. I was sweating, but I just kept on pushing <laughs> I said, this is what God want me to do. And then I said, they say you got a four-wheel drive so you can see if that's enough. So I put the shelf in the back seat, and then I pulled out. The car rocked a little bit, and it was so good. I had some gas due to some of the leaders here in the church. I had a tank of gas. <laughs> So I just kept on rocking it like I seen my daddy do. And then it rocked back, and then it rocked forward, and she came on up out of there. I was, <laughs> I was so glad. I said, okay, I could go on to church then. So I was just saying, you see, you should listen. And, and um, what's the name? Marge told me, too, said, you should listen. There was the Holy Spirit the first time. You should never doubt that, you know, even though it may sound crazy uh, to you, you know. And then I thought about uh, what Pastor was saying this morning, you know, about the uh, Israel being a whore and having a whore ways and stuff, you know, and if it had it been, you know, like Pastor said, if it had it been him, he wouldn't have took her back, but he was like, he going to take her back and talk to her sweet. So, you know, it may sound silly to us, but we should just listen and just do it. And mm -hmm. so that's what I did this morning. I want to thank God for it and thank y'all for your prayer. Mm -hmm. Amen. Thanks for sharing that testimony. All right, Michelle. Um, I just want to thank the Lord for uh, taking care of other issues in our life. So um, I think I told you guys a while back that our neighbor tried to kill somebody and um, threatened Jeremy. And so uh, we had heard he was out on $6,000 probation, or not probation, um, bond. So I'm like, oh, great. The value of a person's life is $6,000. But um, anyways, he's been since locked up five years so Jeremy and I are joking we have a five-year plan to get away <laughs> to move out but uh, I do want to thank God though because um, the way our society is he could have very easily gotten off with no time and even though I think five dollars or five years is a uh, not a lot for failing to take somebody's life but um, that's you know that's the government's decision and what they they deemed appropriate and so I'm just celebrating that for five years, the guy who threatened my husband's life is no longer living across the street and not Amen. able to get to Jeremy. Amen. All right. Um, I just want to thank God for uh, the time we had away. And it always amazes me how airplanes fly and how ships made us still float. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I cannot, I don't get it. <laughs> but uh, it, was, it was really nice and a uh, couple of highlights. You get to go out and eat, every, all the food is free and uh, they, have, they have a buffet 
and then they have what they call fine dining where you get to go sit in the dining room and be waited on. And you can choose the seating arrangement. You can, you know, private seating. You could, but we always chose uh, to sit with other people. And every time we would go to dinner, we would, people talking that we say, excuse us, and then we'd pray. And then the first night we went, it was another couple praying. Every table, every night, we went and we prayed, and it was the praying people at the table. Wow. <laughs> and it was uh, one night we were, it was some Mormons at the table, and they said, I noticed you prayed out loud. We usually kind of do it private. It was a, uh, it's a testimony yeah. uh, that there are believers around the world, mm -hmm. different denominations, but that take the time to pray for their food. Serious when you're praying on a cruise because the week before, a cruise ship had had 600 and some people sit. But the ship that we were on, they serve you instead of you being able to get it yourself. But it was good. And uh, it was one, the last night we were eating, and it was a guy and his wife from New York, and they had a two-year-old son. His name was Bradley, and his birthday was going to be the next day. And his father... His father had given him the phone. You know how they give the kids the phones now. And he took the phone because he was going to feed the kid, and the kid grabbed his hand and bit him. I mean, left bite marks on his hand. And I, and I leaned over and asked Joyce. I said, hey, Joyce, what if one of the sweet communion kids did that? <laughs> could, you see, could you see Brian or Jeremy or Chantel or Andy or any one of the kids? bite their dad. Now, I was about ready to jump across <laughs> the table. <laughs> I told him, I said, young man, let me just say this. Uh, that's, that was probably one time you should have taken him to the bathroom. <laughs> but he said, no, he doesn't understand. You know, I was like, okay, he's biting you at two. He's he, going to be beating you at five. <laughs> he understand you took it, his phone. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> so it, it's just, it, it was good. It was, we, we miss you guys. And uh, wish we could all go together as an experience. Uh, but it just shows the goodness of God all over the world. And when I think about airplanes flying and ships floating and man devising that, I think about the mind of God. And it just mm -hmm. blows my mind every mm -hmm. time. So thank God for being back. It was missed you guys and wish you could have went. but <laughs> We missed you, yeah. <laughs> all right. Praise God for the testimonies. Let's take a look in our Bibles at uh, 1 Kings chapter 20. Yes, 1 Kings chapter 20. Let the verses tell the story that goes on. So we're going to need some help reading some of these verses. So uh, we're going to start at verse 13. And what I'd like you to do, if you would help read some of the verses, just take a, a, a group of verses, whether it's three or four, and read them. When you drop off, somebody else will pick up, and, and I might um, interject in between. But let's just start at verse 13. And we're in 1 Kings 20, verse 13. I'm sorry. Um, 1 Kings chapter 20. You in 1 Kings or 2 Kings? Verse 13. 
calls and just recap what's going on. The king here is Ahab. We know who Ahab is. Married to the wicked Jezebel. He's the wicked Ahab. He's king of Israel. Um, and uh, we see God has a message. <coughs> and uh, tells him to go in battle. And is he going to be victorious in this battle? Okay, let's go on. Verse 16. Continue from there. Let's recap here. So we see it's the uh, King Ahab, who's king of Assyria. I mean, who's king of Israel. He's in battle with Benadad, who's king of Syria. And God tells him to go in and, and strike uh, Syria. And he strikes them. And Israel wins. Now, Syria comes back and says, hey, let's, go, let's fight them in the spring. We can get them then because they have, they have power over us. They, they have the advantage um, because their God is the God of heals and so forth, but we can get them the next time. So that's what happens. They go <laughs> now in the spring, verse 26. I'll read verse 26, and somebody can pick up at 27. In the spring, Benadad mustered the Syrians and went up to Aphek to fight against Israel. Okay, let's pause there. Again, Ahab is a wicked king. But God gives him victory over the Syrians on two separate occasions. And this is a mighty victory that, that God uh, gives. And so we, so we see God's graciousness even to a people who aren't obedient to him, who, who are wicked. We, we just saw <coughs> um, you know, in a few chapters before this, in chapter 19, Elijah's freeing from Jezebel, and, and uh, Jezebel is trying to kill Elijah. Um, and now we see uh, King Ahab, God is, is blessing in some ways, giving him victory over his enemy, and not just once, but twice. Okay, let's continue on from there. What verse are we at now? All right. Okay, so Ahab... Pursuing Benadad, king of, of uh, Syria, captures him. Benadad surrenders. And under these terms, Ahab says, I'll keep you alive. See what the Lord feels about that in verse 35 and continuing on. Okay. So kind of a, uh, an odd story, <laughs> but we see what happens at the end. Um prophet comes and gives a, a, a message, a vivid picture to Ahab, and this is how God is speaking. It, this tells us a few things. God often uses the prophets, and he uses their very lives to illustrate a story. And so he tells this prophet to tell another prophet to strike him. Strike me, please. And he says, no, I'm not going to do that. He says, since you didn't obey the word of the Lord, as soon as you leave here, a lion's going to come and He's going to strike you, and that's exactly what happened. He's using real-life instances to speak to people. He goes to the next prophet, says, strike me, and he strikes him. And as a result of that strike, you know, his, it seems like his eye is damaged, so he puts a bandage over his eye, and he goes before Ahab. Ahab doesn't recognize him. This tells you that Ahab knew most of the prophets. He could tell them. Maybe it's by their dress, or maybe he knew his, his facial features. But 
because he has a bandage, he doesn't see, he doesn't recognize him. And he gives Ahab a, a little parable, and Ahab answers it, and through that parable, he speaks the message. Because you disobeyed God and didn't devote to destruction of the, the, the king of Syria that God had devoted to destruction, you will give your life for that. And so that's the message that comes down to Ahab. <coughs> now, let's go to chapter 21 and just kind of talk through because we already read chapter 21. Chapter 21 is about Naboth, the Jezreelite, who lived next door to Ahab's palace, and Ahab who wanted his, his uh, uh, vineyard for his own. There's kind of a key in, in this, if, if you read this narrative, look at the end of uh, verse 48 in chapter 20. We just read, it's the king of Israel, that's Ahab, went to his house vexed and sullen. <laughs> You're going to see those words again, vexed and sullen. Well, what does it mean? He, he was all sad and discouraged and, and downhearted, maybe even depressed. Um, you'll see those words again as, as he um, deals with Naboth, right? Remember, Naboth refused to give him his, his field. Look at the end of verse 4. I will not give you the inheritance of my fathers. And he laid down on his bed and turned away his face and would eat no food. Verse 5, Jezebel, his wife, came to him and said to him, why is your spirit so vexed that you eat no food? So he's, he's downcast uh, about this whole deal. But then you know, uh, you know the story, how Jezebel has this scheme. She carries it out. Um, Ahab is okay with this scheme being carried out because ultimately he gets this land, even though he kills a wicked, he kills a, a innocent man. Um, after he takes possession of this land, look at verse 17. In chapter 1 Kings 21, 17. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite, saying, Arise, go down to meet Ahab, king of Israel, who is in Samaria. Verse 19. You shall say to him, Thus says the Lord, Have you killed and also taken possession? You shall say to him, Thus the Thus says the Lord, in the place where dogs licked up the blood of Naboth, shall dogs lick your own blood. So Elijah sends a messenger to him to give him God's judgment. Now I want you to note a couple of things. God has already judged Ahab because he failed to, to, to take out Benadad, king of Syria. And now the wickedness he does to Naboth, God judges him again. <clears throat> now, Kind of getting to, to the punchline of the story. We see God's judgment on Ahab in the following verses, and he pronounces a ju judgment on Jezebel as well. Verse 23 and 24. So somebody start reading those two verses. God pronounces this judgment. Look at Ahab's reaction and God's reaction. Let's, let's go ahead from 25. There's only a few more verses to the end of the chapter. Here again, I've gone over these verses that we might see the 
awesomeness of God. We see the judgment of God, and we also see the mercy of God. God has judged this wicked man twice. And even after he's done this, God's judgment says to him, he has done more wickedness than all the ones before him. Verse 25, there was none who sold himself to do what was evil in the sight of the Lord like Ahab. He acted, verse 26, he acted very abominably in going after idols. So God judged him. As severe as God's judgment is on him, look how God's grace comes. Ahab, when he hears of this judgment, tears his clothes. In other words, what he's doing is he's an act of humble submission and repentance. What he's doing. And because of that, look what God says. Verse 28, the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite saying, Have you seen how Ahab has humbled himself before me? Because he has humbled himself before me, I will not bring the disaster in his days, but I'll bring it in his son's days. God in his graciousness withholds his, his judgment and yet God in his faithfulness and his judgment continues the judgment, but in another and in a unique way. And so we, we see just the awesomeness of God. In one case, you can say he's responding to repentance, even the repentance of a wicked, ungodly king, in essence, moves the heart of God. And... Even that repentance yet cannot totally withhold all of, all of the judgment of God. Let me wrap this up by saying this. It is Christ's offering that holds the judgment of God. Not Ahab's repentance. It is Christ's offering. And that's offering that ultimately keeps God's hand his fists from coming down on judgment on all of mankind, and specifically on those who have trusted in the one that God says will bring redemption. Praise God. It is Christ. Christ does what no other righteous or unrighteous man could do in withholding and holding back the judgment of God permanently in a real and an eternal sense. He does that. So we can praise him for that. God's heart is open to those who turn to him, regardless of their past. And that's an awesome thought. Ahab doesn't deserve this. The Bible repeats that over and over. And yet God responds in some way to, to his, um, his act of humility and, and submission. We see those stories told over and over again in, in the narratives of Scripture, and they teach us something about God, teach us of the, the coming Christ and um, what he wins for us, and so we can rejoice in who God is, and we can rejoice in who Christ is. All right, let's pray as we close tonight. Father, we thank you for your sure judgment that we do deserve, because it shows you to be holy and righteous. And we fall down before you because of it. We respect that. We fear you, Lord. But then your love causes us 
not to have to tremble at that judgment, but to embrace the grace that you offer to us and that grace is offered through the Lord Jesus Christ. We leave this place tonight. We walk in your grace, your power protecting us. We heard the testimonies today of, of how you care for us in real ways. Whether it's giving us jobs, paying our bills, or just take care of our day, us in our daily activities or protecting us from evil. Your, your goodness is real in us, and we thank you for that. We're reminded of the Lord Jesus Christ who wins for us the payment for our sin that we could never pay for ourselves. So help us in appreciation to walk before you this week, giving you glory. In Jesus' name we pray.